Cambridge Breakfast with Mr and Mrs Clark's Gallery. Contemporary art in Cambridge from Hockney, Hurst and Warhol. Cambridge 105 Radio. The former library site on Mill Road in Cambridge will be sold on the open market after a children's charity dropped out. Centre 33, which provides support for children and teenagers from its offices in Clarendon Street, was chosen as the preferred bidder for the building last year. But it's pulled out after it emerged half a million pounds was needed to bring the building up to standard. One group, which bid last time around, uh, wants to turn it into a cinema and an arts centre. They're already preparing a new bid, and John Preston is from the group, and he joins me now. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Julian, and thank you for having me. Uh, you're very uh, welcome uh, indeed. I would just say that I've been involved well before this current sale as a council officer dealing with the building and as local resident for over... 30 years. Your history on this goes back quite a way. I was, I've, I've lived in Cambridge and I don't live too far away from, from where the, the library is. And I've been here for 18 or so years now. And I'm just trying to think of my, to myself as to whether I can actually remember a time when it was actually a library. It's always been the old library as far as I can remember. Well, what, what happened there? Well, in 1992, actually, I, I was involved in designating the conservation area for Mill Road, and we held the exhibition in the old library, in the library as it was then. Right. The suspended ceiling, you couldn't really appreciate the character of the building at all. And then I didn't have much involvement at all for quite a while until the county let the building on a long repairing lease to the ICCA, and I was involved as a council officer in numerous negotiations trying to get the ICCA to tackle issues such now, as... Now, who, who are the ICCA? The Indian Community and Cultural Association. OK, understood. The, the Hindu group to whom, as I say, the county let it on a 25-year repairing lease. Mm. And many of the building's problems today stem for the, from the fact that the ICCA did not actually carry out the requirements of the repairing lease. And more to the point, the county didn't enforce them either. So when the city held their first exhibitions looking at redevelopment of the depot site in 2016 and 2017, I went to one of those exhibitions and there was a county council property officer there and I pointed out the water coming in through the roof and by the windows and that seemed to be the first time the county were aware of any problems with the building. So they kind of been. It's quite interesting. We, we know we speak about absentee landlords. It seems as if the the county was almost uh, uh, one of one of those in, in in part anyway. And in what you're saying here obviously explains why our friends at Centre Thirty Three don't feel able to continue with their bid because of the amount of money. And gosh, you can do a lot with half a million pounds, even in 2024, to bring that building up to the kind of standard where it would be of any use. Well, the county actually, at the insistence of the city council, when they'd repossessed the building from the ICCA, carried out repairs, but they were incomplete repairs. Right. So what they did before the repairs were they took out the heating system, they took out all the facilities the ICCA had put in. So the building as it is now is effectively an empty shell with incomplete repairs, which still needs to dry out fully because there'd been like a cement render had been put on trapping moisture. And the county let the building on a short-term lease to 
Hill, who were the contractors for the city council's depot site. Mm. They used it as a site office, so they kept the building warm and started to dry out for about 12 months, but now it's been empty again for quite a long while. Yeah, I guess with the development the next door now, com- yeah, with the development next door complete, then, you know, as you say, he'll, he'll, he'll move out, and I guess gradually we end up back to square one. Tell mm. me then, John, about the plans. Now, your, your group was involved last time around, as one, I think it was eight or so bidders, wasn't it, when uh, Centre 33 emerged as the preferred bidder. What your group want to do is to turn it into a cinema and an art centre. Why, why do we need either? It's the, the, the city I was thinking last night, you know, we've got um, you know, three commercial cinemas and I think there's a couple of other ones hidden away in the city. Why, why do we need another one? Well, there were 750 supporters for this bid. There was a tremendous latent, latent demand. The cinema you'd have to talk to Tony... Tony Jones, the Cambridge Cinema Trust, who right. has a very, very firm proposal as what he wants to, to do with it. There's all sorts of other demand that is unsatisfied. And in fact, you have, I think it's fair to say we had demand for a building five times the size. But there are very basic challenges with the building, including the fact that there's no secondary means of escape. And the city council has done its development without providing for any of the external needs of the old library at all. The building just fills its site. It's got no dedicated parking, servicing, as I say, no secondary means of escape, which put an occupancy restriction of 60 on it, which was a blight on the ICCA's attempts to use it. So so what, you know, from from your side, clearly as a group, you... Are you looking to raise the, well, I guess two sets of money, really, one to build, uh, to, to potentially buy the building and and also to do those repairs we've just discussed? Well, you're going to need to talk to Ma- Matthew Webb, who is being convening the group who's and to put together the bid on the finance side. But what I'm trying to do from my particular background is actually to try and resolve the issues to make it possible to get the building sorted. And that that means and needs urgently is for the city council and the county council offices to come together to look at the constraints and opportunities. This is something we've been pressing the city council to do, but they've not done yet. And then secondly, what is essential, I think, is to actually give the public the opportunity to see inside the building, which the county never did when they completed the repairs. And if people get the chance to come in and see it, and see what a lovely building it is, then they'll start to see the potential. And here the problem is that the county's process has been incredibly secretive. There was one report to committee last March where they chose the preferred bidder, Centre 33. They didn't make public the basis on which the bids were accepted. They didn't make public the list of bidders. So we haven't actually seen the criteria. So we know, we know, obviously, we know about your group and we know about Centre 33, but potentially there's another, at least another half dozen who we don't know about and are just known to the groups themselves and, and to the council. That's right. Mm. And, and I think there's a county council meeting, when's the 16th, next, next Tuesday, um, to their, their wonderfully titled Assets and Procurement Committee, and they're expected to provide an update then. Do you think that's going to bring any any good news to you and any other potential bidders? Well, I, I don't know, to be honest. This will be, is simply an officer update 
to the members. And because it's not a matter for decision, there is no scope for public questions at the committee. And there's, this is just part of the real democratic deficit in this whole process, whereby there are a number of questions that need to be asked, but the public haven't got the opportunity to do so. And firstly, it's about this proposed sale on the open market, when the building has had asset of community value status. It was designated by the City Council at the request of the local community via pact. That has expired, but is on now pressing to, for a renewal of that. And in fact, there's discussions going on with the City Council at the moment on this. We also need to raise this question of the needless secrecy so that the decision-making is done in public. The local community need to be properly involved. And then there are three direct questions. What measures are being taken to resolve the potential viability of the building in terms of means of escape and officer support, which is what I've already talked about? What's being done in terms of enabling the community to view the building? And perhaps most immediately, what are the county doing to prevent the building falling into further disrepair in the current weather? There needs to be active measures taken to deal with this building as an asset for local community. It's, it's a wonderful building. It's the only listed building on Mill Road, but it's been really neglected by both councils. It's quite astounding because it is, as you, as you walk past, even you know, for those people not exactly sure where it is, if you sort of, uh, if you're going from city side uh, towards Romsey, it's effectively just before you go over the bridge and it's set back and it's quite imposing in its own way. It is, and you've just got that one ramped access. So the, part of the problem with the building is it's, as I said, it fills its site. You've got two elevations with windows one elevation, the other elevations have no windows at all. But now the city have taken away an office building from the north. There is the opportunity to get a new means of escape through the northern gable. The problem is the city have gone and laid out the frontage to their new community centre at a level that's two feet below the internal floor level of the library. Now that you mentioned, uh, John, you meant you mentioned the community centre next door. And that's that's one of the intriguing things to me because there has been a demand, particularly in this part of Cambridge, for more community facilities. And the council have, you know, they made a big fuss about opening one in, on on the new development. Whereas next door, you you had a building which could have been used as a community centre with a uh, with a, with a bit of work. And to me. That doesn't quite that doesn't quite add up. At the same time, the other end of Mill Road, you've got a uh, campaign to keep the Salisbury Club in 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 business, and it, it it seems to be we have a habit of a city as a, of a city of neglecting some of our older buildings. Well, there is a principle that English Heritage and then Historic England have advocated called constructive conservation, and I've actually got an article in print at the moment about this particular thing saying it's the antithesis of constructive conservation because with a bit of imagination from the city and the county together the old library could have been seen as the centerpiece of community provision now my wife and i actually tried repeatedly in with the city council of going to various committee meetings and also trying to get the county council to come together but all the city council said was they were going to retain the library. They didn't pay any attention to the actual needs of the old library. And the county didn't engage at all. I have a response which simply said it's in religious use at the moment by the ICCA and the county won't engage. Now, it just seems crazy to me 
for the county not to safeguard the value of its asset by making sure that it was incorporated in the development and given the best possible positive use. Yeah, it does, does all seem very strange. It's obviously, something will continue to follow. But, but thank you, John, for, uh, for setting that out uh, for us this morning. I think there is a website which is in the process of, uh, of going up if people want to know more about your particular group's plans um, for the old Mill Road Library. Can you let us know what that is? Well, apologies. I just need to find the... Uh, Oh, don't don't worry. We can we can fish it out, and we can put we can pop it on our, our website and <laughs> social media. It's one of these dangerous things. Whenever I have, have somebody in the studio with me, I will say to them before, "Don't forget, if you've got the website, but we can't we can't do that when uh, when, when when we're speaking on on online." But, but not not to what worry. I, what I, sure, what, I, can, what I can tell you is that the website is going to be updated next week, so, which, is, but, which is possibly the best time to mention it. Really, when it's got all the new information on it. So, um, John, thank you so much for for joining us uh, this morning. As I say, with something. We will uh, follow in a little bit more detail. That's John Preston, who's uh, part of that campaign to get the uh, Mill Road Library effectively back into into public use. Uh, thanks, John. Uh, better do a quick move on and uh, go to the travel. 9.23. Cambridge Breakfast with Mr and Mrs Clark's Gallery. Contemporary art in Cambridge from Kusama, Emin and Riley. Cambridge 105 Radio.